The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat ruckers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed. To the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com is where you can find us, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you head over to SonsLibertyMedia.com right now and you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, you can scroll down right on the right side of the page and we are streaming live and we are across several video platforms. This is just one of many and it's it's Facebook. Yeah, that's till, till Rumble gets us up to where they archive the show and everything. This is what we're using, and that should be in a couple of weeks. So if you want to uh, subscribe to us at Rumble, please do so. Sons of Liberty Radio Live. It's all one word. That's how you can find us over at Rumble and subscribe there. If you're if you're watching by a video platform, you want to subscribe. That's down in the video description area. So just scroll down in there and subscribe to that 
uh, channel. That will be uh, to where we don't have to upload in a couple of weeks. We'll just be streaming live, and then it will archive just like YouTube does as well. Um, also, just right above that, if you want to watch Bradley's show from yesterday, you can click on that. That also goes live at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central. You'll be able to click on that, join in the chat as well. We've got a lot of people in there this morning. Good to see all of you. Thank you for your support as always. And um, also, right above that, subscribe to our newsletter. We don't rent your email. We don't sell it to anybody. We don't spam you. You get one email a day, okay? And in that email, <clears throat> you get all the articles that we have for that day, as well as the morning show archive. So this show is, I archive it every day. You get the video portion. You get a podcast if you don't want to eat up your bandwidth and things like that. There's a podcast in there. Any of the articles, videos, links, any of the stuff that we talk about is in that. It's one place. That way you can do your own homework or if there's something you want to you know, purchase from one of our guests or whatever the case may be that's there. All of that's in that archive, and you get that in the email each evening. If you agree with our message, we have needs. We don't ask you for money. We just tell you we have needs. If you're able to and you want to help in that endeavor, you can do so. Go to sonsoflibertymedia.com. There's a donate button right at the top of the page. You can click on that to make a donation, or you can be partner with us as a son or daughter of liberty. That's a monthly partner. You set up the amount that you want to contribute to help us do what we do, not only on the Internet and not only on radio, but out among the people. And there's a lot of places uh, we're going this summer. Um, <clears throat> as you saw last week, over the weekend, we were at the Menards in both Lansing, Michigan, friends uh, Bethany and Adam out there in Lansing, and also at the Buffalo, Minnesota uh, Menards and protesting that which is tyrannical. Okay, so if you if you want to support us in those kinds of things, as well as going out and teaching the people our history, you know, Psalm, Psalms reminds us that we're to remind uh, the people, remind our children specifically of the wonderful works of God and what he's done in our history. And so <clears throat> this is what Bradley does in going back in our history, pointing out our Christian constitutional heritage so that people if you don't know where we came from, you're not going to know where we're going. That's for sure. Okay, so if you want to contribute to that. We invite you to do so and partner with us in that. We also have a store here. You can pick up a lot of products. I was talking to Bradley about that. He says, you know, for a large measure, we don't really make any money from that. But they're great conversation starters. There, there's some equipping tools in there as well. And so you guys click on the store, pick up some products there. Maybe you're looking to get some gifts for somebody or something like that. These are These are great items to pick up, okay? All right, now with that said, you guys remember we've had Bill... Evans, a good friend of mine, uh, the truck driver theologian, as he likes to refer to himself, uh, on. And Bill built a, a website in which he was trying to get information out about how people can help, uh, help themselves. They can take care of their bodies. And very simple, practical things. And a lot of, many of the doctors we've had on, and including somebody who's not a doctor, Dale Bigtree, we had on recently, are included on that website. It's meant for informational purposes, and uh, as a result of that, Bill wanted to combine that information into a book form, and <clears throat> so he acquired the services of a guy who would be able to do that, Dr. Jason Garwood, and Jason's here with us this morning. He's a teaching pastor of Cross and Crown Church in Northern Virginia. He and his wife had three children, 
and he blogs at jasongarwood.com. He's got a um <clears throat> he's got some of those letters behind his name. <laughs> so I know he's done all the prerequisite work and everything uh to know what he's what he's talking about here. And uh, we want to welcome to the Sons of Liberty, Jason Garwood. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Tim. Thank you so much. It's uh, a joy to be here with you. Finally, we got to get get together to do this. I'm really excited about the conversation. Well, I am too. And, uh, you know, it, it's interesting. About a, year, a little over a year ago, I interviewed a lady over in the United Kingdom, Kate Shimarani. You may have heard of her. Um, she was a nurse who took a, you know, she was just doing a radio show like she did every week. I think it was every week. Um, she was going in, giving of her time. She didn't charge anybody anything. And she's also a nutritionist. And when this issue came up of this whole coronavirus stuff and everything, she brought up the issue of 5G. And as a result of bringing that up and pointing out, look, this stuff produces certain kinds of symptoms and this, that, and the other. And she was pointing back to scientific studies that had been done. They just attacked her relentlessly over there. She got put in all the major newspapers. They used her her son against her. Uh, She was basically a brand new Christian at the time. I think about a year she had been a Christian. And she was holding her ground. She said, this is what is true. And it was interesting to see things progress because she held to the Bible and saying, the Bible, God has given us, he's told us, you know, certain things to eat and not eat, whatever. And she applies that to the health. And she says, we know certain things are not really good for us to eat. um, And certain things are. And so as she progressed along this and the attacks came more, I saw her growing in her faith more and more saying, nope, God has said this. I'm going to stand on this. I know what the truth is in the matter. And uh, even when she was arrested and put in jail for speaking out against vaccines, against the lockdowns, against the tyranny that was going on in the UK. She stood fast in that. And uh, so we have her on every Saturday. And one of the things I asked was, you know, I was asking myself, how does this apply to liberty? How does this apply to the God, you know, the issue of our health and our bodies and things? How does that apply to the gospel? And I think it applies it's very it's a very relevant subject because we're either going to go and deal with things God's way, as Jesus says, we're going to go and command or teach the nations um, to obey all that Jesus commanded, not just one little thing, but uh, but all that He commanded, which is what the whole counsel of God is. Or we're not, and we're going to end up falling into the trap of whatever the world has set for us. And for many people, that's been take this vaccine, this injection, this experimental poison into your body. And receive the effects of that. Um, so I, I, that's why we wanted to bring you on, because I think health is an issue in the kingdom. Uh, after all, when Jesus went forth teaching and the apostles went forth doing that, what did they do? Well, they went forth healing all who were oppressed of the devil, right? And so they, they bore witness to the word of God in what they did. But there's instruction there for the rest of us, too. So let me let me get you to tell a little bit about yourself here and... Get into why you wrote this book and why you think it's important in the advancement of the gospel and the building of the kingdom of God. Sure, yeah. Well, um, yeah, I'm Jason. I'm married. My wife, Mary, and I have been together 15 years this summer. I have three kids, uh, 13, 9, and 8. And uh, we are really in a unique spot in our lives right now where, you know, for us, the pandemic didn't necessarily change a whole lot. We homeschool. We are educating our children to be um, the next generation that's going to defy tyrants and and stand up for gospel truth and so on. But 
Um, you know, for me, my life has been a journey of coming out of um, dispensationalism and sort of rapture fever where I was just waiting for the end of the world and, and really grew to love and appreciate um, some, some doctrines like Reformed theology and, and uh, an eschatological hope that is the victory of Christ in this kingdom. And, and so my life and my, the life of my family has changed significantly over Amen. the past, you know, maybe 10 years. Um, just kind of coming out of what I would call a pietistic mindset, um, you know, just read your Bible and pray, and that's all you have to worry about. <laughs> and so, you know, coming out of that worldview and, and trying to, uh, you know, apply the, the gospel of the kingdom, you, you referenced the Great Commission, I think, at, at some point there, and just mentioning discipling the nations. And part of the discipling is teaching them to observe all that Christ has commanded. We're supposed to teach them the Bible. And not just about cute, fun doctrines, those are important, of course, but we're supposed to be teaching them to obey everything that God has, has commanded and apply right. the gospel of the kingdom and the law word of God to every area of life. Yep. And um, that's been my mission. My, my goal is to just equip Christians and teach Christians how to do that, how to find their individual purpose in the kingdom of God. Um, that's what our church, our church plant here in Northern Virginia, that's what we're doing. We have been very busy last year. Uh, I participated in at least six to 10 various um, medical freedom rallies and different events, just trying to infiltrate that. And of course, you know, it saddens me that I'm one of the only pastors usually that's there, uh, especially given the dire, the dire uh, need that we have right now, given this, um, you know, the pandemic, or what I like to say is the government's response to a so-called pandemic. (laughs) And, and so now is the time. I mean, goodness, what an opportunity. You know, some people are just cowering and fearing, um, but we have such an incredible opportunity to stand up and say, well, here is what the word of God says. Amen. And, and this is how we can exercise self-government by taking control over, over our health. And, um, you know, I'm sure we'll talk more about that later, but that's kind of just a little about, about me and our ministry. Um, I've written a few different books, um, The Health for All of Life, The Politics of Humanism are, are two important books to me, just because for me, that's um, getting this vision of the kingdom out there uh, so that people are um, inclined to to want to press, this is what we teach at our church, to press the crown rights of King Jesus into every area Amen. of life. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and I'm showing people on the screen, if you're, if you're watching, these are books by Jason. You can get them. We'll have a link to where you can pick up those books. You're exactly right. This is a tremendous opportunity. And, and Jason, this is one of the clearest opportunities I think the church has to distinguish who is actually obeying the commands of Christ and who is not, because it's so in our face now. Let me, I'm going to play, well, I'm going to play a short video here. This is um, attorney Lee Dundas. Now, she's a civil rights attorney, and we've had several stories that we've covered with her, but she's speaking out in California against um, a government that has basically wanted to turn the public indoctrination centers we call public schools into, quote-unquote, vax sites. And she's got some strong words. Now, folks, she's talking really fast because they only give her like three or three and a half minutes or something. But listen to what she says and understand that she comes, uh, I think her heritage comes out of a country where it was very tyrannical, and she sees exactly what's going on. That's why she's been speaking out over the past year of the tyranny there. Listen to what Lee Dundas has to say. 
Lee Dundas, human rights attorney. Late last week, I am informed a meeting occurred between Orange County Health Officer Dr. Clayton Shaw and Orange County Board of Education Superintendent Al Mahars, during which time they apparently tried to find a way to, quote, sidestep and entirely remove informed parental consent for the COVID vaccine and also turn Orange County school campuses into vaccination centers. The COVID-19 vaccine is an experimental medical protocol authorized under the Emergency Use Authorization Act. And as such, you cannot mandate it for anyone, nor can you sidestep informed consent. There is a reason that kids cannot smoke, drive, drink, have sex, vote, or die for this country. And it is because the law says they lack the capacity to understand those decisions. And that applies here more than ever. Hear me loud and hear me well. We will not be morphing our school campuses into COVID vaccine centers for delivery of an experimental medical protocol that killed every damned ferret in the last animal study they did until such time they had to abandon that study. And then, and then they didn't even do the study this time around because we are the study. The last time humans launched a plan like this to conduct experimental medical protocols on vulnerable populations was in Joseph Mengele's direction. He was an MD known as the, the angel of death, okay? And he was part of the SS, and in 1943, he was assigned to Auschwitz, where he saw an opportunity to conduct gene research, quote, focused primarily on children with no regard for the health or safety of the victims. This is off the internet. You can Google it. You know what else is gene research? Experimental COVID vaccines with the trans gene in side of it. If you don't believe me, go pull the EUA application for the J&J &J shot. I come from a long line of Eastern Europeans, Hungarians, and Romanian groups, groups that fled the persecution of the Red Terror Communist death squads in the early 1900s, and those of us who didn't make it to America ended up facing the Nazi death squads in the lesser-known Holocaust that was the Romani Holocaust. There is a reason my daughter is named Katia. Her Romani great-grandmother was Katarina Choma, and I, for one, have not forgotten the lessons of our history. The Third Reich did not end with experiments on children, nor when those children died. The Third Reich ended in 1946 when we put the doctors who committed these human experiments on trial in Nuremberg, and then we put them to death. It ended with the adoption of the Nuremberg Code, so we would never repeat the sins of history. And it states, and I quote, the voluntary consent of this human subject is absolutely essential. Dr. Chow and Dr. Maharish, you are hereby on notice. Last week, you appear, appear to have knowingly hatched a plan to sidestep and or violate international, federal, and state law, not just the Nuremberg informed consent language, but also the black letter law of the EUA, as well as California state law, which punishes, and I quote, the willful failure to obtain a subject's informed consent by imprisonment in county jail for one year or the imposition of a $50,000 fine or both through the planned insertion of experimental gene-altering protocols onto the very children you were elected and charged with protecting. And tonight we are asking the Board of Education for an immediate letter of censure to these individuals. And if they don't resign for an immediate notice of termination, and that letter also needs to go to the professional boards because they have no business being in these positions. So help me God, the people of Orange County will hold this policy to account. Amen. Amen. Jason, what do you, what, here's the late, now I don't know if Leah is a Christian or not, but here's some boldness coming forth from a woman who cares, she loves people enough that she'll speak out and call out what's going on there for what it is. And Jesus said that we ought to demonstrate our love, not just say, hey, hey man, I love you, you know, like the old beer commercial. I love you, man. It's to be in demonstration. Here she is calling out the crimes against our, our children 
and she's taking a stand. I know this is kind of the extreme point. We just kind of thrust, I'm just kind of thrusting it on you there. What do you make of the comments that she said with regards to what God has said about government, what he has said about health and, and these kinds of things? Yeah, certainly in our, in our day and age, our culture loves, you, you've seen the signs, the little, um, the, the little sayings of in this house, we believe that love is love. And, it's sort of this like redundant, um, <laughs> it, it means nothing. Uh, in, a, in a non-Christian worldview, you don't have words that have meaning. Everything is just sort of relativized and, and, and you get to just define things however you want. And so for us, we know that loving God means, for example, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments, Jesus says. Amen. And then you have Roman, Romans 13, love is the fulfillment of the law of God. And, and you might think, well, wow, that seems really harsh. Commandments, the law, that's God ties love to that. And well, that's true. Um, Aquinas said to love is to will the good of the other. And so here's a lady who's, I mean, that was, that was wonderful. I, <laughs> I'd like to meet her someday, but um, she was a spitfire and, and, and bringing truth like that is the loving thing to do. And I think for far too long, Christians have, have reduced love down to just, this feeling that I have, sort of me and Jesus, he's my buddy. And, and we forget the truth. I, I was thinking on the way here, uh, before we were getting on, that uh, in, in 1 Corinthians 2, Paul says, he tells us what it means to be spiritual. What does it mean to be a spiritual person? A lot of people would say, I read my Bible, I go to church and I pray, or I go to church when they're open. <laughs> and for a lot of churches, that's been a problem for the past year. But spiritual people judge everything. The spiritual person judges, anachronism right. is, the, is the Greek word, um, evaluates, discerns, judges all things. And we, we live in a time now where we need Christians who are truly spiritual people, who are animated by the Holy Spirit, who are judging situations accordingly. Um, for far too, I mean, some people have blown the whistle, certainly, the past 30, 40 years. Um, but you have a government that has become so bloated, so centralized, so controlling and authoritative. Uh, that, I mean, we long, we're long past the time where we needed to blow the whistle on those things. So I, I guess my, you know, thinking she's, she's doing what Christians should be doing all across this nation as be in the ear of their County Board of Supervisors, being in the ear of the sheriff Amen. and saying, and, and saying, no, we are not going along with this. We will not tolerate it. The Nuremberg code very, you know, the very first point is the voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely um, essential. You can't just um, violate yeah. that. <laughs> we've been right. down this road. She references Nazi Germany. Absolutely. We've been down this road and people have this historical amnesia, uh, sort of Exodus one problem. There's a King who rose up who didn't remember Joseph. They'd forgotten. They'd forgotten where they'd come from. And I think that's where we're at right now. Well, that's exactly right. And, and, you know, God, I think this is why over and over, um, Bradley, he'll use some of these things in his show. He'll use Samuel, Samuel, or Moses, Moses. And when we read in with Peter, he says, I call you into remembrance. It's because we tend to be very forgetful very fast. Uh, you know, God brings the people out of Egypt. You were referencing that a minute ago. He shows them great and mighty wonders. He destroys their enemies before their eyes. He brings them into the land uh, eventually. Uh, that he promised to their fathers hundreds of years ago. He's kept his word all along to protect them, to provide for them. And what do those people do? They're, they're immediately forgetful, forgetful, forgetful. And that's why we really push the idea that the jurisdiction of education is in the home because in Deuteronomy 6, the reason for 
teaching for having God's commands in our hearts and then teaching them our children is so we won't forget God when he blesses us because we just tend to do that and we could we tend to think we're the 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 captains of our own fate and we drive those things but he's saying no remember me so what does that lead us to well in the end that leads us to death doesn't it the scripture says that um the ways of a man seem right to him but the ends thereof lead to death and so you know let me let me point out a couple of things and then we'll get into to how this is i mean i think what we're facing now is a good example of why we why people need to hear what you have in the book health for all of life but here's just a couple of examples they're pushing this 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 vaccine and so i reported over the weekend deaths in europe following experimental covid injections rise 68% injuries nearly double in less than a month folks and we're talking about in the hundreds of thousands injuries just this is just europe alone okay then we've got <clears throat> 3005 deaths this was also reported just before the weekend and this is the CDs VAERS, which we know only reports 1% to 5%, acknowledges deaths following experimental COVID injections greater in four months than the previous 13-plus years. And I can go on and on. I mean, we've got stories. Up. Here's one from the other day. A 35-year-old fit and healthy mother and nurse died alone after getting Pfizer's experimental COVID double shot. All right. We've seen the lockdowns take their effect with drug overdoses. We've seen all kinds of other things. We've seen uh, paralysis take place. Just did a story yesterday of a 12-year-old girl uh, who was paralyzed in the waist down after getting an experimental COVID mRNA injection. We've got a father of seven who had a stroke and was paralyzed. We've got a 21-year-old student who's dead. You're not hearing any of this in the mainstream media. None of this is coming across in the mainstream media at all. And <clears throat> if you want to find these kind of stories, they're readily available, but you got to look for them. And Jason, what is the issue here? I'm reminded of the woman who had the issue of blood in the New Testament. It says that she had basically spent all she had on doctors and they couldn't do a thing for her. And I'm not knocking doctors. I think there's a place for doctors. Luke was a doctor and and uh, and, and God called him out and he wrote the Gospel of Luke and then, then the book of Acts. So I'm not against doctors, but at the same time, she had given all that to her and she says, I just need to get close enough to touch the hem of, of Christ's garment. Not that his garment was anything, you know, magical or anything like that. But she had faith that he had the power to heal her if she could just get close enough. And people don't understand the cultural significance of that in that she was unclean. She wasn't supposed to be touching him. I mean, he's a teacher. Uh, that would have made him unclean according to the law and how that was set up. And yet when she touched him, she was made whole at that moment. And uh, and she was she was basically praised for her faith in doing so, where are people's faith being driven towards? Are they being driven towards God? Are they being driven towards the beast tyrannical system? Yeah, that's a, a good story because I was thinking about this as I prepped for my Sunday sermon, um, that Jesus, we need to view the incarnation of, of the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity. We need to view the incarnation as Jesus setting up a mobile tabernacle <laughs> because that's what John in chapter one, he yeah. tells us that he tabernacled among us. And so Jesus has come to rival the temple. The temple is where you go to get healing. That's where the doctors are. That's where the, the religious leaders are. And 
Jesus sort of sets up his own mobile clinic and goes out and he's healing people. And that's, that's not good protocol. That's not standard protocol. Although at one point he does tell, tell the one to go back to the, to the priests and show them, you know, that he's been healed. But there, there's, um, I, I, the reason I bring that up is because if you scale back right now in America and you look at the 30,000 foot view, and I go over this in my book in the second chapter, when you read a passage like Deuteronomy 28, 29, and you look at the sanctions that God gives to his people when they fail to obey him, the first few verses are the blessings there. The, the rest of the chapter, in chapter 28 especially, he says, look, if you're not careful to do what I tell you to do, this is what's going to happen. And it's interesting because if you read those passages, uh, sickness and in, 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 um, inflammation, fever, all of these things are, are going to come upon you. And so I, you know, <laughs> this is sort of an unpleasantry for people who aren't familiar with the concept, but God is a covenantal God who sanctions people and nations who will not obey Amen. him. Amen. And when he brings his sanctions, this is what you get. You get a big pharma, big government match made in hell. And, and so when I knew where this was going back in March, last March, when we looked on TV and instead of crying out to the Lord Jesus Christ, we cried out to Fauci and Dr. Burks and others who were pushing this narrative of you got to social distance. You got to wear a mask. You have to cover, you know, the guilt and shame of, of, of your existence. And even if you're not sick, you know, you can't be trusted. You have to wear the mask. You have to cover. And it became this game of control and oppression. And uh, again, another unpleasant idea, but you know, clearly God is moving it among us and he is of course bringing judgment to us. And, and the other thing, and I, and I mentioned this too in the book that we, we can't look around and think that we're a healthy culture when you have, we just had one in our town here pop up last year, ironically, this multi-million dollar cancer facility where they don't even know how to treat cancer. They just, they'll just inject you with whatever they can, whatever experimental thing they, they come up with from big pharma and, and call it good. They're, they don't, they don't understand what they're doing. It's sort of a scorched earth theory. You have dialysis centers everywhere. You have autism rates through the roof and, and, and no one wants to just state the, the obvious that the vaccine schedule has, as it's grown, autism has grown with it. Um, and understanding how vaccines actually work and how they can in fact affect something like a pituitary gland, or they can go into your, your brain and, 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 and also affect your gut health, which is tied to your brain health and all these things. So we are absolutely a nation under judgment. And instead of crying out to the Lord Jesus Christ for healing, like this lady you referenced, the passage of, of her, blood, her blood issue, um, we've, we've turned in the other direction and said, oh, heal us philosopher kings or MD kings, you know, may your will be done. And uh, we can get into the vaccine thing more later, but I, I think that at, at the 30,000 foot view, that's what we have going on. We have a nation that is under judgment and a nation that has not yet repented for the sins of abortion, for the infanticide that's gone on now for 40 plus years, almost 50 years. Um, all of these injustices that we see going on, uh, being taxed to death. I mean, it's all connected. So the gospel brings healing to those things. And I think especially the health issue, it became a first and foremost issue for us because of what we see going on around us. 
Yeah, Jason, you want to you want to elaborate, take that just a little step further, because, look, I, I, I know what some people I can hear it in their heads right now. Oh, you guys are preaching a health and wealth gospel. No, 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 no. We do believe God prospers those who honor him. I mean, I think the scriptures talks about uh, whatever your hand is put to do, it'll prosper. That's part of the blessings of Deuteronomy um, 28 that you referenced there. And we're we're told that, uh, you know, John says, I hope you prosper as your soul prospers. So there is prosperity. There's no question about about that. And and there's healing for us as well. Um, Christ died and the Bible tells us that by his stripes we're healed. Now, specifically, that is of sin, and we stop sinning. And guess what happens when you stop sinning? Well, you bring the blessings upon you. This is this is part of the thing. It's not to say people don't get sick every once in a while and these kinds of things. But overall, there is a blessing for the people of God who obey God. Can you elaborate a little bit on that, maybe about the 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 benefits to those who obey God in this matter? Sure. Yeah. And, and I do point this out as well, because uh, it's important because people will think of the health and wellness, name it and claim it, blab it and grab it, you know, brigade where you you just speak it into existence and you suddenly become your own omniscient little God. And that's, of course, contrary to scripture and contrary to, to good sound doctrine. And so what, what basically <laughs> we need everybody to stop being a bunch of neoplatonists who have divorced the spiritual and material world. Um, God has brought us together. When God made Adam and Eve, he created them as whole people. They are the, the breath of God, the, the spirit of God in them, animating them to life. That we're not just bags of meat walking around with a spirit trapped inside that we hope to get rid of someday. That's the Platonistic view of the world, or it's a dualism. So we have to get rid of that. And then I would also say, um, the Bible does teach a, 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 a view of history that we need to pay attention to, specifically the nature of covenant. When God makes a covenant with his people, he, he, based on his law and based on the grace of God in Christ, he gives us historical feedback so we know how things are going. God gives us the sanctions to know whether or not we are being blessed or whether or not we be, are being cursed. And, and the fact that uh, you know um, churches have rolled over to this, um, our church never closed down, not once. We don't mandate masks. In fact, if you wore one, we might ask if, if you're if you're okay and if you are sick maybe you shouldn't be here um but we we never rolled over and the reason is because we are we have um we view this as an opportunity for gospel preaching for the kingdom of Amen. god to be advanced Amen. so god god gives us this, this historical feedback and so we know you can't you know murder four thousand plus babies a day and expect god to bless us we need to stop saying god bless america and say god give us repentance that's what we need to be saying. I agree. I, I totally agree. In fact, that's what Jeremiah cried out. You know, Lord, that you would turn us. That's repentance. If you'll turn us, we'll be turned. But instead, what have we done? We even saw this, uh, Jason, after 9-11. You know, um, uh, Skull and Bones Bush went out there and gathered the Satanist and the Islamist and the Christian world and all these others to pray to their gods, to call out that they're gods and all, and you know, seeing that this God bless America, you know, this this God that's been this pantheon of gods that's been created up there in D.C. Instead of bowing the knee to the true and living God, like the King of Nineveh did, and calling his people to repent before God and being spared of the judgments of God, we've we've left that off. And it's an amazing thing. You you point out the murder of the unborn. Here is a government 
that is supposed to protect life. They're supposed to punish the evildoers. They have a limited scope of authority that people said you could do, and a lot of that actually needs to conform more to the law of God than it does. But we gave them a limited scope, and they've said, no, we're going to take your money, and we're going to murder 3,000 Americans a day in the womb. While their heart's beating, we're going to dismember them, we're going to discard them, and there's nothing you can do about it. We're saying it's okay. We, they use the term legal. It's not, it may be legal in their, their viewpoint, but it's not lawful. It's unlawful. It's lawless. And yet they were going to come out and tell us how much they care for our health. Do you find that ironic? Yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> <laughs> I find it incredibly ironic because um, it, it's sort of this, um, this view of, uh, of all of life. Because even, you know, even Marx himself had a view of all of life, right? Even Marx himself had taught that there there's something to the the rest of the life that we live that we need to to engage in and and I, part of the reason that I wrote the book is because I want to make sure that we are giving people back their own proper governance of themselves and when we stop governing ourselves whether that's our own religious life our own spiritual life our own walk with Christ or our own health any of those things we we tend to farm those things out right well we don't need we don't uh, need to worry about our spiritual life. We have elders and pastors to do it for us, or we don't need to worry about our own health because we have doctors who can prescribe pills, you know, at will to us. And we need to restore the foundation of self-government because if, you know, a, a bureaucracy like DC at the federal level, and even in our state level, it's just become this bloated thing. Um, the worst thing that they could have in order for them to keep a monopoly, the worst thing that they could have is a rival government and a rival government should be self-government. So we shouldn't be farming off our, our health to other people. We should be grounding um, biblical truth into this arena and going back to what, what is, what is the worldview behind what's being taught? What is the worldview behind vaccinations and mask wearing? What is the worldview behind prescription drugs, which are just synthetic pills um, that they just concoct in a laboratory. What, what is the view that's being you know, put forth? And once you stop and say, well, what's my view? What's, what's the biblical worldview? Then you start to realize, well, actually, there are, those are diametrically opposed to each other. I, I can't function as a Christian with these sets of presuppositions in a, in a world where the government, the government, whatever that means, right, the, the, the centralized planners, when they have their own worldview that they're putting forth, um, all of those things are eventually just going to collide with each other, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a problem on our hands. So we need to be able to deal with that, and that's what health for all of life is supposed to be: to to stop trusting in the MD kings, start trusting Christ, and using the God given created things that He has has put in the earth for us to enjoy and to 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 sub- subdue and to have servanthood dominion over. So that we can put things like the 90 essential nutrients in our body. So we can start using protocols that make sense, that actually don't hurt the body. And it's not from an evolutionary standpoint, but protocols like whether it's CBD oil, which can help with your endocannabinoid system, or whether it's using chlorine dioxide to to, um, oxidize your body and recharge your cells or something. You mentioned 5G earlier, this this problem of... of, uh, needing to bring big brother essentially watching us at every move, you know, and, and how uh, 5g technology is really like sticking your head in a microwave permanently. Um, what do we need to do at the ground level to restore that? Well, we need to stop trusting, trusting the feds. 
Amen. Amen. And just so people are clear, you know, uh, neither Jason nor I, and we haven't talked extensively on eschatology. Uh, I'm more of the, the guy who sees uh, the book of Revelation, Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. As you know, uh, the the ending of that covenant where, where God brought the, the curses on uh, Jerusalem for their disobedience. That's that's me. That's what that's the way I see it. And you look like you or you sound like you have very much a post millennial hope. And for people who don't know what that is, we're not looking for doom and gloom. The church has its times of of remission where they disobey God. God has to chastise them. He judges the nations in the process and things of that nature. But the church continues to advance and uh, and to to gain ground. And we're in a time in America where we're in that chastisement mode uh, and also the judgment mode of God. And it's in order, I mean, it's really for our good, isn't it, Jason? I mean, the Bible says God works all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And so when you're making mention of these things, I think of what Peter said. He said, God has given us everything for life and for godliness. It's not just the pietistic part of of godliness, but everything for life. He's given it to us. You make mention of uh, chlorine dioxide. We had we had Carrie uh, Rivera on uh, a couple of times. We're going to have her on in the future because she was supposed to be on the other day. Uh, she missed she missed the time. She said, I'm all dressed up and there's nobody there. <laughs> so we're going to have her on again. But we had Dr. Uh, Andreas Kalker on. Now, I don't I, I'm pretty sure you've made mention of him and chlorine dioxide here. But that is a natural compound. That's not something that's, you know, really pumped out by a big pharma. It's not something synthetic. It's a natural compound. And he's telling us that in the tests they've done, and I think they're in the tr- third trial uh issue of, of testing that so that they have a study that's conducted. I mean, they're seeing results with cancers. They're seeing results with autism. They're seeing results with the alleged convid, you know, cerveza bug stuff. And uh, they're, they're, they're having, with all kinds of things, staph infections, people, some of the stuff's absolutely incredible. They have holes in their feet. They're being told they're going to have to amputate their legs and they're applying this simple substance and people are being made well. And I can't, you know, again, this isn't, yeah, men f- discover this stuff, but God's put it in the earth to be discovered as health and healing for the nations. That I mean, I see it that way. What do you say? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think so, too. Um, when, you, when you look at the history of, of Big Pharma and how in 1910 the Flexner Report really changed the history of medicine in America— and you see, see some of the nefarious ideologies that were behind that, you start to really question, wait, what, what is going on with all of these things? Why is big oil getting involved in big medicine? And then, you know, the Rockefellers and the Carnegies behind that and, and some of the other, um, you know, malfeasance that we see with, with just centralized planning and control, you start to question those things. And so that's kind of like on, on one side of the issue. And then on the other side is what you just said. Um, having a doctrine of man and creation is important because God has given us this world to enjoy, to steward, to work and keep it, to 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 uh, dig into the treasures of the earth and discover what's there, things like copper so we can build electronics and so on. I mean, th- this stuff is there for a reason, and God had given it to Adam and Eve and thus us as something to steward and, and not exploit or um, dominion doesn't mean um, destroy. Um, it, it just simply means to care for in a That's God, right. you know, obedient manner. But something like chlorine dioxide, I mean, my wife, she had l- struggled with Lyme for a long, long time. And it was really CD that I believe fully finally healed her and to where she was 
no longer struggling with brain fog and the Lyme camped out in her head and she had other, all these other co-infections. She was test, tested for it. And so we went on this protocol and she was, uh, went back and it was all gone. <laughs> and you're right. These stories that we're hearing of CD, um, even healing coronavirus in some places, uh, South America specifically, <clears throat> it's just incredible to see that God has really given us the tools we need. Something basic like the 60 minerals and, and 16 vitamins and, uh, you know, you have essential fatty acids and th- those things are the building blocks of life. And God made us at the cellular level, at the microscopic level to, to have those things in order to regenerate, right? Not regenerate theologically, though that's certainly a concept we would believe, um, but also regenerate ourselves. You know, every two years, your body's basically re- reproduced its entire self. Uh, just by cells, d- dead cells dying off, good cells reproducing. Uh, this ties into your pH, right? Your potential hydrogen. Um, Dr. Tennant argues that we're actually electrical beings more than we are even um, chemical beings. Yep, yep. And so at the cellular level, we have uh, literal um, electricity going on in our electrons. If, if your um, pH dips down to like, well, I think it's 6.88, now you're, you're acidic and now cancer can flourish. And so... <laughs> We, we view cancer, for example, just like, oh, I, I got it and it must be floating out in the air somewhere and somehow I got it. And I guess that's just the lot in life I have. Well, no, cancer is there because your cells are dysfunctional. Mm. And if you give them the tools, you know, something like CD can go in there and, and do the work and kill off the bad stuff, the bacteria, the fungus, the, the, the other pathogens that are wreaking havoc. And then, it, you know, your cells can get balanced out and reproduce themselves because the body wants to heal itself. I agree with that. And one of the things is, you know, we, we pointed out Revelation eighteen twenty three. it talks about uh, the people were deceived by their sorceries or their pharmacia. And I, I, I'm amazed. We're going to have D. Manny Mitchell back on with Kate and Dr. Corbett this Saturday, guys. We're going to be talking about the cannabis oil. And Jason, you mentioned that. And I, I kind of want you to touch on that if you can, if you can hold that as a placer. But one of the things, you know, we're talking about the vaccines. A lot of people go, oh, this is Mark of the Beast. And I believe there's an application for that for sure. Again, I believe that stuff is in the past. But I, I believe there's definitely an application when government is telling you, you have to do this that and the other you can't buy and sell you can't go here you can't you know you can't exercise the liberties the rights that god has given you to do your duties then that becomes a tyrannical beast and there's definitely an application there but one of the other things it states there in the book of revelation is those who take that mark uh, they they get tumors they get what you just talked about they get cancers i mean their 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 bodies are bothered by those things and I think this is important because, again, our gospel isn't just Jesus has come and died for you in order to save you from the wrath of God. That is true. That is absolutely true, and that's first and foremost, to save you from your sin, not only from the, from the future consequence under the wrath of God, but also from the power of it today. And part of that salvation from sin is so you're not deceived by these things that are coming about now in which... You you have godless men who are pushing their so-called solution, which is nothing but a path towards death. So when we get to these kinds of things, this falls right in line with the Great Commission. I, I, I don't see how people don't see that, Jason, that they don't see that this is more, well, it certainly isn't God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life kind of thing. He does love you and he does have a wonderful plan, but God's plan for some people might be, <laughs> like it was for Pharaoh. It's to raise him up so that he will destroy him to show his power in him. 
Um, And it might be that you're among those who God has really loved. He's saved you from your sin in the Lord Jesus, and he has a plan to prosper you so that he might be glorified. But it's amazing to me how much things like this, very practical things, are missing in most churches in pointing people towards God instead of towards man. Yeah, absolutely. You look at the fruit of the Spirit, and one of them listed is, and I mentioned it earlier, um, but self, self-government self and being able to to judge and, and be mature. And, and uh, you know, I think of Hebrews, it's the end of chapter 4, into chapter 5, you have this this uh, discussion about moving on from the elementary doctrines. And uh, it's interesting that the, the milk, moving from the milk to the meat, and it's interesting that the writer there, I actually would, I believe Hebrews was written by Paul, but that's a different argument. And I, I think that the point being made, though, is don't, don't just stop at the, the, the basic doctrines of the faith. And some of the basic doctrines were resurrection and baptism and these things that, that you know, we sort of build conferences all around these basic doctrines. That's right. And, it, and he says to move on to the meat of the word. And part of the moving on is so that you can discern good from evil. And, and that, I think, is where the church has basically been caught flat-footed during this pandemic is because we've proven that we're actually not very mature. We aren't able to discern good and evil. Now, certainly there are some, obviously, that I would, I would throw you into that camp, Tim, of course. But um, there are some that who are actually discerning the times and, and uh, sons of Issachar type thing. And, and they are being good Bereans and, and looking to the word and looking out into the world and thinking this is, this is a problem. Uh, the state is not to be in control of health. The state's to punish evil. That's Romans 13, 1 to 7. Um, that's their role and that's it. If it's, if it's not punishing evil, then they are encroaching upon territory that's either belongs to the church or belongs to the self. These that's spheres right. of government that God has given us, and and so not being able to discern these things has really proven that the church has been quite impotent. And and I don't mean to just you know be be rude and and, and just pick on us, but but by and large, like I mentioned earlier, repentance has not been our first order of business. It's been well, whatever the CDC says. Well, who who funds the CDC? Well, Bill and Melinda Gates and a lot of other places. And, there, and, and Tim, I don't know if you knew this, a friend of mine and I were talking, but you and I have the same medical degree as Bill Gates. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> and, and not that, you know, medical degrees automatically make you, you know, exempt from anything. I mean, uh, that's part of self-government. Um, just because you're a pastor with letters behind your name doesn't mean that suddenly, you, you know, you're the only authority in everything you say goes. I that's don't right. mean to say that. But, that's right. But point being, yeah, we, we've just not been exercising self-government, especially in this area. And, of course, that was the main reason the book came about. Well, I think, Jason, you're, you're making a point here. Um, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people have talked about government and the words that are, that are there is of, of a mind control, a governing of the mind. And I like to take it down like what, you, what you've been reiterating over this, and I'm glad you're doing it because it's been on my mind for the past week. And that is... The first place that government starts is in your own mind. Now, a lot of people like to say they're free thinkers, and I sort of get what they're, think, what they're saying, but none of us are free thinkers to the point that people try to put it, and, and that is we're all um, developed by someone else's thinking in some capacity. Our parents, uh, friends that we've had, uh, government, media, everything's had sort of an impact on our thinking, and what the Bible calls us to 
is to govern our minds and our bodies as God has instructed. And I think that's the message that, that we come away with here and when we're talking about discipling the nations is to govern ourselves according to how the Creator has said we should govern ourselves. Think His thoughts after Him, have, have our, not, our minds uh, renewed, okay, and then begin to practice that. And I got a, I got a message. I was on Dr. Sherry Tenpenny's happy hour the other night. I got a message from a lady. She said, I was so thrilled that you said the law is not there, that we've got to obey the law. And folks, I'm talking about the moral law of God. I'm not talking about going and sacrificing goats and sheep and going to the temple and having a priesthood. That's for dispensationalists and Christian Zionists and Jews and the like of that. That's not Christianity at all. But it's, it's showing our love for God and for our fellow man, because that is the standard. You want to know whether or not you love God? Well, do you keep his commandments? Do you have other gods before you? Um, do you make idols? Do you take his name in vain? Do you just reject the Sabbath? Do you not work six days? If you're doing if you're doing those things, well, then you're showing you don't love God. And if you don't love God, you're certainly not loving your fellow man. Are you stealing from him? Are you coveting his stuff? Are you committing adultery, lusting after his wife? Or are, are you murdering? Or are you hating in your heart? Any of those things, Those that's not love. That's not love at all. And so we're to call men back to repentance, uh, including ourselves, Jason. Then I think that's what you're talking about. We, we govern ourselves by calling ourselves back to repentance. Let me ask you something. We're coming up yeah. in the end of the show about a minute and a half here. Do you want to hang over just a little bit? Do you got time to do that? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yep. Let's do that because I think this, this discussion is very helpful for people to understand why the gospel message? Because people say it's archaic. That Bible, it's been around for thousands of years. Yeah, and it continues to be proven true day after day after day. Jason, tell people where they can find out more about you and uh, about your book as well. you got about a minute here. Sure. JasonGarwood.com. I blog infrequently there. I'm bivocational, so as far as the time that I have to write, it's not as much as I would like to, um, but you can find us there. And then uh, our church website is Cross Crown church.com. And, and that's really where I would point a lot of people to mostly because that's where, um, sermon, you can find sermons. We have, we have a podcast that's on hold at the moment, just with timing and stuff. But, um, and also of course, books are on Amazon. You can reach out to me, um, if you, if you want to do that through, through my website or the church website, either way, but we teach and preach a comprehensive view of the kingdom. And we are very much entrenched in the fight for medical freedom and so we want the Christian worldview to be advanced, and uh, and that that's our main hope. I'm also on Gab, uh, on Facebook, but relatively inactive there. I prefer Gab and want to support what's going on there. Yeah, we're we're trying to get Andrew on. Um, I got some contact for him, but I know that they're in the process of having a child, or they just had one, and so a lot of his interviews are on hold. But we want to su- we support Gab. We su- I support anybody who's coming out and trying to fight against big tech. That's for sure, uh, and the censorship that takes place. Guys, tomorrow is a rotten to the core Wednesday. We're going to have the Comic Core diva Lynn Taylor on with us, and then on Thursday, Lord willing, we're going to have Thomas DiLorenzo back with us. Showing you the history, you're not being told. The deception is there. He's pulling that away. 23 hours, we'll see you. Okay, all right. We want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio, the video platforms. We'll continue on here for a few minutes with Jason. And Jason, we really appreciate you staying over a little bit. Um, I know that things like this, when I was planning a church years ago, this was this is if you get an opportunity to speak to to a large audience of people. 
especially when you're communicating things that maybe they're not hearing on a daily basis or even a weekly basis at their church, saying the Bible speaks to this too, the Bible speaks to this, and it speaks to this. And it, it all of a sudden doesn't become this dreary uh, doctrinal sludge that people go through, but it actually has something practical to do with their life to where they can see God working in their lives and in the lives of their neighbors as they have their sphere of influence as well. Yeah, people read, you know, they go back to the book of Acts and they see the apostles and they see everything that they had done. And and we sort of just reflect on that and think, oh, wasn't that nice? That, that's exciting. Back to my whole home life. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and instead of saying, well, no, maybe... Maybe God wants to use the spirit inside of us to really speak, whether that's prophetically um, and care for people who are sick. I can't think of anything more powerful right now than being able to go in and say, you know, how might I pray for you? But also, you know, this is what I've learned. And and asking people questions like uh, Bill, a friend, mutual friend of ours would often say, you know, ask those discovery questions. If if I could if I could help you point you in the right direction to someone who could help you with that condition. Would you be interested? Totally free, you know, and, and you start to disseminate this inv- information. Um, what a wonderful opportunity to give people their health back. And, and if you look at churches, by and large, uh, most of the prayer requests on them are health, right? People are praying for so-and-so who has a health yep. issue. And that's right. And not that I'm, I'm not saying we shouldn't pray. Obviously you and I would agree that man, pray prayer is, is the fuel. That's what we should be doing. Absolutely. Um, but perhaps there's more to it. <laughs> Jesus didn't just escape to pray. He did that from time to time, but he was also actively involved in the preaching of the imminent reign of, of, of himself, of the son of man as the, as um, God becoming King sort of thing. And um, so I, yeah, Christians, I, I would just encourage many listeners to, to, to stop with the uh, navel gazing, to stop with the pietistic. Oh, I just got my ticket punched to go to heaven. I'm getting out of here. And start embracing a faith for all of life that gets into the dirt, get your hands dirty in the fight, whether that's our church is actively involved in various pursuits like uh, abortion mill ministry and, and uh, certainly involved in medical freedom. We held a reopen rally here in our town and tried to get people to wake up because businesses were being decimated by this and um, being involved in those types of things. Um, uh, for the freedomcountyproject.com is a good website you could go to to learn more um, about being involved locally. Uh, Freedom County Project is something that we, we're involved with and, and uh, trying, to, trying to bring the gospel, the true gospel, the gospel of the kingdom to bear um, locally. I think that's what all Christians need to be really focused on. Yeah, I was bringing that up here uh, as you were talking. And, you know, one of the, th- the interesting things that just came across um, – the Newswire, I think it was last week, or no, it was the week before. And uh, one of the things was was the doctor that was down below me who was shot, him and his wife and the, the their grandkids and a couple of AC repairmen uh, by a former football player. Come to find out, my pastor told us, he said, you know, we were called down there to pray for the family. Come to find out he was part of our presbytery. He had helped missionaries. Uh, he had helped people, obviously, in his area through his expertise. And all of that was a reflection of doing exactly what we're talking about here. This being kingdom work, folks. This being kingdom work. And when Bill and I get together, and I'm sure the same thing is is true of you when you talk with Bill, it's all driven towards how are we building the kingdom? 
what are we doing here? What are we utilizing to build the kingdom? That's that's Bill's real vision there, I think, that I picked yeah. up from him. And here's Bill. He's he's a truck driver. Now, he's an intelligent man. He's an entrepreneur. He's been an entrepreneur, an inventor, all kinds of stuff. And here he is driving around the country with his dog, right, and supporting ministries and families and all of this stuff. And his his desire is... How can we bring each other together so that we might build the kingdom? And I got to tell you, Jason, the more I get into reporting on these vaccines and this this health stuff, and the more I hear from people like uh, Kate, who come on Saturday, and Dr. Kevin Corbett, and other people who have seen um, Andrew Kaufman and others who have seen that the allopathic kind of medicine that's that's used for the most part is really not healing anybody. It's basically, I don't know, drug pimps who are making sure that their suppliers stay in business um, to the detriment of their customers or their patients that they're taking care of. Whereas the, the, the Christian worldview, whether they're Christians promoting or not, is to actually see people healed so that those people are not necessary. They, they got millions of people to take care of, but the, to heal the people so that they're healed, so that they can live their lives, so they can be free of whatever this disease or um, thing that they have going on with them, so they can live their life. And of course, for us as Christians, we want to see that happen for the glory of God, so that those people might serve the Creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Yeah, I mean, look at Dr. Fauci. Why is he continuing to say that? Because his narrative have changed. Last March, don't, no one should be walking around wearing, wearing masks right now. And then it sort of changed. Well, you need to wear a mask. Well, until the vaccine comes, this is what we have to do, even though the masks have been proven statistically to just not even help at all. Uh, and some might argue it actually makes things worse. I would because of, you know, you need oxygen. Amen. Amen. <laughs> right. Um, and then you have. Oh, the, well, what, the vaccine's out. You still have to wear a mask. In fact, you should probably wear two. And so the point I'm making with bringing up Fauci, not, not to just uh, use him as a punching bag, though, you know, that, that serves his purpose, too. Um, why would this guy who, who is the highest paid person on the federal government's payroll, why would he encourage anything to change? He'll be out of a job. He'll be out of the interviews. They'll all be done. Maybe he'll write a book deal later on. Another point. If you don't have a patent, you don't have money. And everything is driven by that for big pharma. It, you can't patent CD. You can't patent um, some of these things because it's just a God-given natural thing in the earth or in plants, as it were. Um, so no patent, no money. That's the, that's the mantra. And for Christians, though, we're not driven by that control. We're not to be driven by, um, by, by money, though we certainly acquire wealth for the kingdom and, and pass wealth on to the next generation. Those are biblical, healthy biblical principles, but that's not what's driving us. What's driving Christians is the glory of God covering the earth as the waters cover the sea, Habakkuk 2.14. What is driving us is the healing of the nations. And you brought up the allopathic model, which is what we have now. It is absolutely, all it is, is disease management and symptom covering. They just want to get rid of symptoms. Uh, how many people, oh, I got a fever, I got a fever, I need to take some NyQuil, or I need to pop these pills. Well, the, why do you have a fever? <laughs> What's the reason that the fever is there? Well, right. The yeah. fever is the dashboard light. You don't have a car driving down the road and the dashboard light's going off. I got to unplug that light. No, you have to deal with what, what's the problem? <laughs> are, are you out of oil? Is your car overheating? 
Uh, is your tire pressure low in, in a tire? Like you have to deal with those things. And so for too many people in the Western model, um, they have relied on a system that just wants your money. And, that, and Tim, man, you're not, no one is sick because they lack a synthetic drug that's produced by a pharmaceutical company. That's right. <laughs> so why do you think that that's the thing that's going to get you, especially when they keep putting you on recurring meds and, oh, we need to try this or we need to try that, or you need to be on, you, you got to have booster shots, right? Because the, the first one isn't going to work. The second one didn't take. And now Fauci's talking about third and fourth doses. And, and um, that, that model of medicine is all about control. It's not about health. It's not about healing. It's certainly not about the healing of people so that they can serve Christ in his kingdom. It, it is about money. It's profit driven. And, uh, you know, what I offer in the book, when we talk about the triad of neutrify, detoxify and energize, those are the three categories. Um, those things, I mean, you, no one's talking about that. D- doctors are not saying, well, actually you have a calcium deficiency and a magnesium de- deficiency. And w- we all know that calcium is, uh, attributed to at least 147 various diseases. So, doctors just they're not putting magnesium and calcium on your prescription they're they're putting some sort of name you can't even pronounce on it in hopes that you'll be a recurring customer um, for life and uh, that should be a huge red red flag for people i agree it should be and uh people are asking have been asking in the chat about where they can pick up your book guys if you go down in the video description it's right there you can pick up his book and click on that you can make the order right there and you can get the book health for all of life and also visit uh the website healthforalloflife.com uh you're going to see people like uh carrie Madey over there you're going to see dale bigtree you're going to see uh ty and charlene bollinger uh, who else do we have over there we got dr andreas uh calker you were making mention of um uh patents and you know we had uh, dr calker on the other day last week uh for an interview and one of the things he said was in his area he put a patent on how he makes cds he said because here's what happens if you show them you can do something, you'll have the bad guys come in and put a patent on it, and then they'll squash it. They won't right. let it out in the public. He says, I'm putting a patent on it because I want to put it out in the public to make it free. He wants people well. Now, this is a guy who actually cares about people. And so I find that very interesting. I don't, I don't know if you mentioned uh, Dr. Calker in your book. I know you mentioned, uh, you, you've mentioned uh, Kerry Rivera in there. But, I mean, tremendous. It, it's tremendous what this guy is saying the results that they're seeing down there from this simple little thing called chlorine dioxide. And, and it's, I mean, I know most people when they hear it, it's like the old adage, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably isn't. But you see there, we have a documentary people can watch it. I've, I've watched it and I've been fascinated by it. You've got people with all kinds of ailments who are using this. We've got a missionary who goes into a Muslim village and they won't let him they won't let him talk about Jesus but they said hey can we treat your sick and so they go treat the sick the sick are made well and the guys are blown away by it and they're like treat all our people who come to us and they do it and then they give them a radio station where they and they said you can teach about Jesus and all this and I'm thinking what an open door that God has used through this simple little thing called chlorine dioxide i mean it's just incredible it really is yeah, when I went to Africa 15 years ago, um, unfortunately, I had uh, several vaccines, which caused problems for me. And, and to this day, I mean, my, the past six weeks of my life, I've been detoxing the vaccines, and it's been a really brutal 
But when I went to Africa 15 years ago, we went into some villages to do evangelism. And uh, one of the things we ran into, and, and this was in Senegal, West Africa, by the way, uh, which is primarily Muslim, animism, kind of a combination of, of that. Um, and we went in and we, we went to the village and uh, we saw this huge tree and there were bones there from goats that they had been sacrificing. And to come to find out after talking to the tribal chief, um, he basically said to us through a translator, you know, we're interested to hear what your God says because our God doesn't talk to us. <laughs> and oh, wow. it was just a fascinating interaction because, yeah, you're right, because your God is deaf and dumb and mute. And if you keep worshiping him, that's what you're going to be, right? That's what we become like what we worship. That's what the psalmist and even Isaiah mocks this type of idolatry because you become just like what you worship. And uh, so it, it is interesting now that you can go into these places um, like the story, I'd, I had heard the story that you mentioned about the Muslims um, not wanting to preach Christ, but then you go in and you heal their sick and they're, okay, well, tell us now. And it's just fascinating because you have, you have gotten to the heart of their issue, the heart of their idolatry. There, there's darkness in the world. People are worshiping false gods. They're relying on some um, faulty presuppositions, probably some autonomous lusting of their own desire, right? They want to be like God, knowing and determining good and evil. That's Genesis 3, 5. Um, so they're caught up in this. And if you can bring a worldview that comes in, I like to call it worldview evangelism, you come in and say, well, actually, here, let's analyze your presuppositions. This is, you're trying to get um, apple juice out of this lemon. We need to switch things up here. And I can't think of anything more potent, especially for third world countries, than this issue of health and giving people their health back through cost-effective means, through focusing on the, the naturopathic um, view of, of man and, and the world and, and, of course, what God gives us, helping them energize their body, having a healthy nervous system, healthy blood, and you know, brain, bone, skin, all of that, help them detoxify whatever pathogens and, and things they have going on. Perhaps they need clean water. You, know, you go in and you meet those needs. You have suddenly gained an audience, probably for life. Amen. Uh, because, yes. because you have brought the gospel of the kingdom to bear in a way. I mean, Jesus didn't choose between preaching and healing. He did both. And I think that that's, that's right. a model for us. I agree with you. In fact, I, I want to touch on one thing here. A truth seeker over at DLive says, sounds like Bill Gates is experimental stomping grounds down there in Africa. And it is. You know, Bill Gates gets on TV and hypocritically says, those of you who are anti-vaxxers coming against all the stuff that I poured $20 billion basically of your money, not not Bill Gates's. He got it, a lot of that from uh, governments or $10 billion, whatever it is. Uh, he got it from governments around the world, and governments get their money from who? That's right, from you and me. They steal it from us. They gave it to him. He's invested, and he's looking to a, for a 20-to-1 return. The money issue, Jason, always keeps coming up, and the Bible warns about that. Jesus said you'll either serve God or you'll serve mammon. You can't serve both. You'll love the one and hate the other. Paul says the love of money is the root of all evil, and we see that in the person of Bill Gates. Bill Gates is in, look— he is in need of repentance and the gospel just as much as the next guy. But for him to go on and say that those who are challenging the narrative of vaccines are somehow killing children, folks, you can go see the studies. It is Bill Gates and his pushing the vaccines that are killing more children than are susceptible to the vac to, to whatever diseases that they're targeting there. And um, and so when, when True Seeker says that stomping grounds there, to me, this is this is the real issue. 
The Christian church in modern-day America has given up ground the Lord Jesus has given us, that he's already gained in victory. And this whole idea of dominion, when you said it, it is to take it back. It is to press the crown rights of King Jesus over every square inch of the earth because the earth is his. It's his. And so we have to bow before the king because, look, folks, if you don't bow before the king, what does the king do to you? You know, when, he, when the king comes in, he's conquered a nation. And he's got rebels who will not submit to his authority, to his rule. What happens to those guys? Well, they get offed. They get offed. Mm -hmm. And we're not looking to off people, okay? I mean, I believe in the law of God. You commit a crime uh, that's worthy of death. It ought to be swift. It ought to be just. It ought to be carried out in the open by the public so that everybody learns not to do that and to fear the Lord. But the fact of the matter is, I think I can speak for Jason, too, that we desire that men be repentant and they come under the lordship of Christ. So with this thing, it's a way for us to gain dominion in the earth. It is a, is a way to um, push that, that ideology of the fact that Christ is king, yeah, over on this piece of dirt over here in Africa and over this piece of dirt over here in Europe and over all of the earth so that he might be, be glorified in that. Yes, absolutely. It is a stomping ground, medical experimentation, all sorts of, you know, um, vaccinations that are, are um, either you know, discarded or whatever surplus they might have, they'll send them overseas. And, you know, when I, I go to Zambia, um, I didn't go last year and um, for obvious reasons, and I had gone the previous two years to, to work with some friends and churches there and trying to, to uh worked with the University of Zambia, trying to teach, you know, these principles to, to people there. And uh, it is interesting that when we were there, we had noticed that these um, vaccine or excuse me, abortion um, groups were starting to come into Zambia. And, and what happens is you have the wicked United Nations, absolutely wicked. I really wish Trump would have pulled out of that. That would have been fun. Um, but he, these organizations come in and they say, look, if you will allow for abortion and, and, and sodomy and, and legalization of homosexuality and all these things, you know, we'll throw $20 million into your economy and they will entice them with the U.S. dollar and they will try, you know, all in the name of we're see, we're helping, we're helping other countries. And but there's always strings attached. And we go in to, to Zambia and say, look, if, if you guys to, to quote Van Til, if you're not pressing the crown rights of King Jesus into every area of life, then you will not long retain them in any area. And so fight against this. You're, you're allowing infanticide to come into your country. And Zambia is a smaller country. A lot of Christians, it's considered a Christian nation, at least on, on paper. And, and certainly there all are a lot of Christians there. Um, but this Western idea of medicine, this Western idea of virtue of abortion and sodomy and other, other, um, types of fornication they are pushing this stuff left and right there and and it's really it's really disgusting actually to see it and so we go in and we sound the alarm and try to 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 warn folks look this is this is evil this is an abominable god hates this and god will not bless the nation that that celebrates this type of of sin um so, yeah, the opportunity to, to squash any effort of Bill Gates, if, if we can shut Bill Gates's efforts down, I'm all for it. Amen. Well, the, part of the issue of the things that you're talking about that they're bringing out is that they cover it in this thin veil of, quote-unquote, Christian language. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll bring in the sodomites, they'll bring in the pro-abortionist crowd. 
to even teach in the church. My goodness. And I, I this came out when uh, I we were talking about taxes and foundations with G. Edward Griffin. And I said, wait a minute, some of this sounds like this could be in the church where the communists come in, they go learn, they go through the thing, they get the letters behind their name, and that's why I didn't focus a lot on the letters behind your name. But they get the letters behind their name, they go through the seminaries, they learn the language so they can go and specifically infiltrate the churches and the pulpits of America so that they might divert people from the truth. And say that it's Christian, say that it's loving, and, and redefine the language. That's one of the big things socialists do is they... They redefine the language so they can they can mold it into whatever they want so that they, they bring a new definition to it. When the fact of the matter is we've got to go back to the old paths and we've got to reinstitute the things that we have left off so that we might truly glorify God and that we might see the advancement of his kingdom. You and I don't want to get off on the politics because I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go here shortly, but you know, this is part of the problem that I'm I'm trying to help people see and open their eyes even with somebody like Trump. Trump said all these things that sounded very American. I mean, a lot of the things were very American. Some of the things were very Christian. And yet, when the actions come to pass, it's something different. The vaccine is one of those big things. He wants credit for the vaccine. And yet, now he's telling, and the people go, oh, well, it's the Biden administration. No, no, no. He's the one who set it up. Now he's telling you, go get that shot. Well, I'm like, if he wants credit for it, he's going to get credit for every adverse effect and every death that results from these things because he did it unconstitutionally. He was not authorized to do it. He was not authorized to spend the money. He was not authorized to push this stuff. And uh, he made a mount. He, he was, and people can say he was pressured or whatever. You know what? There are men, good men in the past. We can point to Daniel. We can point to Joseph. We can point to pick your, pick your favorite person out of the Old Testament who were pressured a lot, and they still did the right thing. We can go through history, and we can see the pressure come down on our Christian brothers and sisters. And they said, no, I'm going to be faithful to Christ in this moment. And whether they lost their life, uh, they gained it, uh, or whether they actually won the day here and now, they were faithful in that in that time. And I think that's what we have to do, Jason. Whether people see think there's results, whether they go to jail, whether they get fined, or whatever the case may be. All that's determined by God in the first place. Our job is to be faithful in what we're doing. Yes, absolutely. That's that's the, the perfect um, ending to our wonderful conversation here, because ultimately that's at the end of the day what we need to be concerned about is faithfulness. Uh, the, the sort of uh, well done, good, good and faithful servant. Um, a lot of the parables Jesus told were um, really an assessment of his current conditions. Uh, the, the, the Pharisees, the religious leaders had not been faithful servants. And here is the son coming into the vineyard and they're going to kill him and they're going to take him out. And, and uh, this was just a, a massive way of, of Jesus's instruction and, and, and a, or, excuse me, not a massive way, but a visual way of describing the massive problem that was unfaithfulness uh, in his current time and current um, the culture then in the first century. For the, for the religious people there, the religious leaders, and, and the people who were looking for a Messiah to deliver them, and some of them were confused about what that looked like. But, but the truth is, Christ does deliver. He does redeem. He does save. And He Amen. is the Savior of the world. And for us, our, our task is to be faithful to Him, to be uh, pursuing His kingdom, to be raising godly families and teaching children the principles of self-government and not letting the state take them. And, and that spills into a, a whole lot of other things that perhaps we can talk another day about. Um, but at the foundational level, we want to be faithful to him and his kingdom. 
That's right. Amen. Amen. I think that's a good ending for today. And uh, Jason, I want to thank you for being with us today and also for staying over for a little bit. Uh, Guys, if you want to check out uh, Jason, go to jasongarwood.com, jasongarwood.com. You can read where he occasionally blogs there. You can also check out his church website at crosscrownchurch.com. And he's also made mention of the freedomcountyproject.com. All these links will be in the archive later this morning. Uh, you can catch his, you can pick up his books here at uh, Amazon, and specifically Health for All of Life. You can pick that up at Amazon as well. Uh, again, some vitally important information, and a lot of this you can find on healthforalloflife.com. You can catch those things. Jason, if you'll hang on after I close out everything, I'll say goodbye to you off air. Guys, 23 and a half hours, something like that. We're going to be on with Rotten to the Core Wednesday. Lynn's going to have more information about where the government is usurping its authority and going and trying to indoctrinate our kids, trying to enslave us in a communist-style um, you know, worker bee, cookie-cutter kind of thing, rather than seeing us educated for the glory of God that whatever we do, we do for Him, as the Apostle Paul said, whether we eat or we drink, we do all for the glory of God. Thank you for your support, everybody. Bradley will be on at 3 p.m. Eastern, sonsoflibertymedia.com. See ya.